Mr. Colin Lloyd, the Osmium Institute. It is so great to be speaking with you again. Thanks so much for taking the time today. And I, uh, just a little side note, I just Googled uh, Osmium, the sunshine element, and the first search result that comes up is your online feature on Elevated Magazines. I thought that was pretty fantastic. That is awesome. That's yeah. a great first result to have show up online. Excellent. I, yeah, absolutely. And so we spoke at the end of October and had such a great conversation. I'm so, again, thrilled that we get to take the time again right now, and we'll recap a bit of that. But first and foremost, since the end of October to right now, already the beginning of February, which is absolutely mind-blowing, what new has transpired for Osmium, for you at Osmium, etc.? So for Osmium as a whole, the outreach has grown. And that's cool because it's a, I mean, Osmium, as far as what is being distributed from the Osmium Institute is, is sort of a German, a Germany-centric thing. And it's definitely, it has its origins there. That's where it started. And I think that's where it is the most well-known. Um, it's not to say that everybody in Germany has heard about it, but it's certainly to say that by and large, more people have probably heard about it in Germany. And so if you use that as the core, you can see how far is it spread? You know, where's word gotten out? Where are people now talking about it? Where are people now uh, buying this precious metal and using it for their own needs? And in October, when we spoke, I was a couple of months in the into the development of a North American market. Who can I talk to who has never heard of this but would like to? And who haven't I spoken to who might be able to direct me in the right direction of getting word of this metal out? And so from October to now, that outreach, that sort of expansion, if you will, has grown exponentially. Now there are people who might have never heard of it before, who know what it is, and not only that, they have heard of the Ozim Institute, and they've looked at options to see how can I use this particular precious metal for myself, and that's exciting because you see just how quickly it grows. That is exciting, especially when you're speaking about Osmium, the 76 element on the periodic table, the most, val the most valuable precious metal on Earth, over 1,500 times, correct me if I'm wrong, rarer than gold, correct? You're absolutely right, yeah. And so what, is that, what has that experience been like for you with respect to in October, which seems like eons ago, of course, living in this uh, new world we live in, yet at the same time being only, say, five, six months ago, what has that been like for you with respect to Osmium and being able to, having been able to engage with people and discuss something so precious, so rare, so valuable, so unique? I imagine, and I, it's a loaded question, of course, but being able to engage with people and open their eyes to it, open their eyes to something that, along with its value, but also its value and being able to uh, wear the most, in many different ways, as we discussed last time, mm -hmm. the most, one of the most, not only precious, but the most beautiful, spectacular uh, metals on earth. What what has that been like though for you and that engaging with people and opening their awareness to what has the response been like? So it's almost the opposite of what you might expect given the way that you asked the question. It's it's actually been amazing for me to see how my eyes have been opened and what I've come to learn just by talking to these people. And so who are these people? Of course, it's, it's there's a wide variety. I've been able to speak with people who are, um, well, 
established members of the precious metal community or people who are experienced in a finance world in a luxury goods world right. um, or people who are just experienced at building markets you know whether it's to do with precious metals or something completely different i think what i've really appreciated from the last few months of working with the osmium institute and talking about osmium to different people is i get to see what do people think when they hear what i have to say and by telling them what I know and by asking and by hearing them ask me questions about what I know, I'm in turn able to sort of flip that around and say, okay, well, what can you tell me and what do you think about this? And that's been really exciting because that's where I think I've actually learned the most about what this precious metal means to not only the investment sector, people who are looking for a store of value, but also the luxury markets, the, the the kind of people who see this rare metal, this beautiful metal and think, I know what I want to do with that. And that's been really exciting for me as well. Great response. Thank you. And I will uh, compliment you again. You're just, you're so well-spoken and your knowledge about Austin is really <laughs> impressive. Well, you'd be well, I got to so- thank you yet again. <laughs> well, it's, it's very true. So thank you. And let's discuss, you just said something really important. You said, quote unquote, what it means to to people, to certain types of people, depending on the industry that they're in, whether it's luxury goods, whether it's uh, investments, uh, whether it's specifically in precious metals and whatnot. But let's touch upon that because I think with that, within that comment that you made, that there is much to discuss and we can segue in and out of also, let's, uh, let's touch upon again to refresh people's memory exactly what outside of the few bullet points that I made, osmium, again, the 76th element on the periodic table, the most valuable precious metal on earth, over 1,500 times rarer than gold. Let's expand upon that. So touch upon osmium again, and then yeah. also how each of those, because and those are really important for the global audience and then for our audience, again, especially those in luxury goods, i.e. fashion, and then those in investments and whatnot. Okay, sure. I'll just start with an overview of osmium, you know, what it is, and then I'll work towards what you said about precious metals, because I think depending on who you are as a listener, you might have a completely different conception of what a precious metal is and what it can be. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, and real quick, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Osmium is a, it's an element on the periodic table. It's the 76th, which you said correctly. It is part of the platinum group metals, along with other metals like platinum, palladium, other lesser known metals, such as, let's say, rhodium or iridium. And it's mined and in conjunction with platinum, right? Perfectly said. Yeah, it is a min, or it's an element that's so, it's so, um, or pardon me, it is so rarely distributed across the earth and the earth's crust that there isn't actually an osmium mine. You couldn't just open up a mine and sort of dig into the earth for it. Instead, like you said, there is platinum that is extracted. Platinum ore is then refined and a sort of a byproduct of this platinum is osmium. And the rate at which osmium is sort of extracted or refined from platinum ore is it's, it's a huge sort of funnel process if you think the top of the funnel being this 30,000 ton amount of platinum ore of those 30,000 oh pardon me I mixed my numbers up of those 10,000 tons still a lot but 10,000 tons of platinum ore of that generally comes about an ounce about about a troy ounce of osmium that's amazing so you can just see like how 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 non-abundant the substance is that's incredible uh, 
Yeah, and it's something that I can't really picture because, I mean, I don't know what mine looks like. I don't know what the refining process looks like myself, but, I mean, just the scale of the numbers kind of paints a picture. So, yeah, you you said it right when you said this is a rare rare element, a rare metal. But moving forward with what rarity means, osmium is more than just rare. It has all these features, all these sort of characteristics that make it unique, one of them being that it's the densest element on the periodic table. It's also... Um, an element with incredibly high abrasion resistance. You know, all these characteristics that sound like they would make the metal a perfect metal to use in various applications. And normally one would be correct in assuming that. The problem with osmium is that it is just so hard to come by. It's so rare and it's such a costly process to extract it that throughout history, it has had virtually no significant industrial uses at all. I mean, it's been used in, in various applications. Like a, a cool one to name is in light bulb filaments, you know, the little little sort of metallic part that actually lights up in a light bulb. There's a company that is still around today called Osram, and they used to create light bulbs. Their name, Osram, comes from osmium and wolfram, which is the German word for tungsten, the other element used in these same light bulbs. But okay. just to kind of give you an idea, there was a moment in time where it was it could have been an industrial and an, yeah, industrially relevant metal, but you know, its rarity had other plans. Well, and I would imagine in that using it in that aspect, I would imagine that because it takes being mined in conjunction with platinum and having to for to get to mine 10,000 tons of platinum to get one ounce of osmium, I would imagine that's incredibly expensive. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've pretty much said it. It becomes, it, it throws into question whether it's feasible to extract enough of this to use it for any um, bulk use. And so that's kind of where you get into the next part of the conversation, which is the precious metal status. So moving kind of into that direction, I mean, precious metal and there's various definitions. There are, there are only a couple of them that are designated precious metals. Um, two of the most famous ones, of course, we all know being gold and silver. And I think, you know, you think of gold and silver and the first thing you think about is the luxury of it. You think of precious metals. You think of gold coins and doubloons that were hoarded by pirates. Like it kind of has this, <laughs> this, 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 this um, mythos around it. Unless, of course, you're using gold and silver in industrial application. And of course, there are numerous, but the the kind of further down the list of precious metals you go, you'll notice that although a lot of these metals are used in, 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 in industry and certain technological uses, their rarity tends to dictate how often they're used and where. And so you get down the list to osmium, what's often called the eighth precious metal. And I'll explain that in just a second. Okay. And you notice that there are sort of no major applications left for the reasons we just described. You know, there's not enough of it to use. Right. Yeah. And so eighth precious metal just refers to the eighth in line to have had a market introduction. And that kind of brings back, you know, my job. And you ask me what what's changed the last few months? Well, I've sort of been looking at the introduction of this metal to the market. And so in the past, of course, you've seen precious metals that have been sold internationally for various reasons. Gold and silver, I mean, since historically, before before written history they've been they've been um they've been coveted for their value not just because they were rare or because they were shiny you know they have this sort of reputation about them and then there are metals like platinum i'm i'm sure a lot of people have heard of platinum in fact i bet most people have heard of platinum but then you get palladium 
rare still, rhodium, iridium, you know, by that point, it gets kind of niche. And so all of these metals have had their market introductions. And throughout all these market introductions, you've seen a similar pattern, which is a spike in its price that doesn't always correlate with a immediate industrial use. Right. All I mean to say by that is that you have a metal that people are aware of its rarity. You have a metal that people may have seen uses for in the past, but you get this sort of effect, this knock-on effect where one person decides, you know what, this could be useful in future because of its rarity. I'm going to see if I can get my hands on some. People will pick up on the idea and then all it takes is a little squeeze in supply that demand will create a huge surge in price. Right. A lot. You have this, this spike that you've actually seen historically in all these precious metals, except for the eighth osmium. And so that's why it's referred to as the eighth precious metal, because here we are now looking at the beginning of this sort of market introduction. There are no more precious metals. It's not like you're going to create a new one. This is the last one. And a couple of people are starting to sort of sit on the edge of their seats wondering, okay, is this is this going to happen again, you know, for the eighth and final time? Are we going to see this metal that has a big surge in price? And depending on who you speak to, the answer could be a likely yes. Right. And how exciting for you, how exciting for Ingo Wolf, how exciting for the Osmium Institute, correct? Yeah, exactly so. So, yeah. And you, and I mean, you mentioned the name of the guy who got me into this at the very beginning, My uh, uh, the, the man who is the director of the Osmium Institute is someone who foresaw this and thought of a way that this could become more accessible to people who would want to perhaps take advantage of the rarity of this metal, to use this metal as a store of value. And so the Osmium Institute, and thank you, you very graciously sort of gave me a way to sneak this in. The Osmium Institute is a company based in Germany who works with crystalline osmium. It's osmium that's been crystallized in Switzerland, brought to Germany to be certified and is then distributed around the world. And um, I mean, I, I'll talk about it for just a second. No, please do. And one of, please do. One of the questions I wanted to ask you as well was, because I think it's an interesting story and it's something that we should perhaps do a feature on or weave it into a feature is how did, again, to name drop, how did Ingo Wolf, how did he conceptualize this? How did he see this, foresee this? How did he, in all its brilliance, what is his connection and foresight with Osmium? So for years, for decades, for centuries following its discovery, osmium was generally only available in its crude form, its raw form, its sponged form. You're going to hear that a couple of times if you look osmium up online. It's basically the form that you get after the platinum extraction. And this stuff can't really be used easily. It's actually toxic because of what happens when it oxidizes creates this compound that can cause a swath of health issues right and so no one really wanted to keep their hands on it certainly not certainly not stockpile it because of its rarity that just wasn't an option right so what happened to Ingo Wolf was that he met someone in Switzerland who was a chemist who had discovered a way of crystallizing this metal in a way that made this very very beautiful form that was of course crystallized it was solid it was chemically inert meaning it posed no risks of oxidizing into this volatile compound i had just talked about this was among the first times that there was a standardized way of actually handling osmium hadn't been done before of course the osmium does come in forms other than its crude form you can get osmium um, into these arc welded beads kind of like these little these little 
spots of metal, there's also a, a technique called sintering, which is when you take you take metal in sort of a coarse powder form and you, you compress it using high temperature, high pressure. I mean, these are ways of sort of creating a more solid version of the metal. However, crystallizing is unique in so far that it it actually stacks the atoms. I mean, terrible word to use, stacks. I'm sure there's a chemist somewhere who's just shaking his head, but it's, it, it's a real, it's, it rearranges the atoms in a way that makes it, a, it, it maintains its purity, maintains its elemental structure, but it um, creates this form that, you know, as well as being safe and stable to, to use, it's beautiful. And so he sees this, Ingo sees this, and I, I would have to ask the man in more detail what went through his head exactly, but I mean, as an entrepreneur, he kind of saw someone, an opportunity to introduce this to a market of people who might not otherwise want to concern themselves with this metal. And so that's how that started. That was back in sort of the mid 2010s, uh, mid 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And by 2017, the Osmium Institute had been founded with the purpose of certifying and distributing this metal. And in in using this particular form of crystalline osmium, it's only available in from one particular laboratory in Switzerland. They realized that the nature in which it was crystallized allowed for every single piece to be archived in a way that um, allowed for people to, or allowed for the Osmium Institute to sort of take this 3D image, look at the crystalline structure, use it as a fingerprint, the same way you would like a biological fingerprint on you and I, and then identify each piece accordingly. So what I'm saying is, for the first time, you had this precious metal that, after having been crystallized or rendered into a solid form, was actually in a form that could be certified, it could be identified, you can kind of archive every single piece available on this database. And that's exactly what he did with the Osmium Institute. They run the Osmium World database that actually tracks every single piece of crystalline osmium. That's so amazing. today there are thousands and thousands of pieces, big and small in circulation, whether people have bought them to collect, to, to use as a store of value, even to put into jewelry. And of course, we're going to get to that really soon. Um, every single one of these pieces has been has gone through the same certification process, which means if you come across what someone claims to be crystalline osmium or, or more specifically crystalline osmium from the Osmium Institute, you could actually bring this to an institute, you could put it under the same microscope, and in a second, they'd be able to tell either is this osmium or not, and if it is, what piece is this? And where it gets really interesting, especially for um, uh, applications like, say, investment, you could say, okay, we've, we know this is osmium, we know this is crystalline osmium, we know that this eventually, at some point, came from the Osmium Institute. We could even see who's supposed to be the owner of this piece right now. That's like, amazing. Who, to whom does this belong? And so, I mean, it opens up all these possibilities. Of course, security is the first thing that comes to mind. You of can course. You yeah, verifying ownership, verifying distribution. That is all, it has this knock-on effect of, people getting the idea, okay, this metal is secure. It can be traded in a way that hasn't really be done, been done before. Where's the limit? Like, how far can this go? What can we use this for? And I think that's what we're seeing now on an international scale is people who are identifying the value, not just in the metal inherently, but also the value in this crystalline form that is distributed in such a way that it's, it's very secure. So much so it actually is called unforgeable, which describes, of course, the metal itself being the densest in the world. You couldn't, you couldn't fake a crystalline osmium bar with like a, a more dense metal on the inside, the way that gold is sometimes faked with like say tungsten. I just, I mean, that can't physically happen with osmium. It just wouldn't work. But on the other hand, you can't really make a counterfeit piece of this crystalline osmium because of course this certification process, this, 
this this 3D imaging, everything that happens with within the uh, the Osmium World database, that that can't be that can't be falsified. Which so is a very very interesting thing to think about. It's interesting. It's amazing. It's powerful, and it's so significant uh, when it comes to as you touched upon um, security, i.e., especially when it, uh, in regards to or in correlation with investing. Um, trading, if you will, etc. But then further, as you just touched upon, segueing into one of the most fantastic aspects of Osmium is how it can be utilized in the luxury goods market, which you were um, touching upon earlier, one of the markets that you have been expanding the awareness of Osmium to and how one can wear not only one of the most fantastic, spectacular, precious metals on themselves in a variety of different ways, which you'll touch upon, but then further for it to be so secure, which, and I would think that, forgive me if I'm wrong, but or correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I would think that that aspect would also add to its value, the security, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, there's perception that runs this whole thing. If you're if you're using a metal in, in a luxury application, you want it to look good first and foremost, but there's a certain pride that one might get from knowing just what it is. And if they understand what osmium is, the fact that it is the rarest metal, the fact that this particular kind of crystalline osmium has this structure set up behind it, it's a prestige thing at that point. And of course, people have been wanting to wear that around their necks, on their fingers, put it into their timepieces. Well, kudos to you, my friend. You are incredibly well-spoken and the knowledge that you have uh, and the passion and the passion that you have for Osmium is apparent as well. So thank you very much for doing what you do. And again, I'm so thrilled to be working with you. Thank you for taking the time today. I will um, let you get back to it. Again, it's by bui-osmium.com. Osmium, the sunshine element. Colin Lloyd, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much, Judd. This was a pleasure. Thank you very much for your kind words. I had a great time. Have an amazing weekend. You as well. Thanks, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. You as well. Bye.